Thanks for tuning in to Network Naturally. I'm your host, Katie Hoffman. We've reached the final episode of my podcasting mini-series on Networking Naturally. It's been so wonderful to hear all of your incredible feedback on how some of these lessons have helped you professionally. On today's last episode, you get two interviews. First, we'll hear from Mark Presnell, director of the Northwestern Career Advancement Office, who will share that networking is a lifelong process. And next, we'll hear from Marcy Cole, PhD clinical psychologist who specializes in interpersonal relationships and shares how you can understand yourself better to become a better connector. So let's get started. Mark, how did you learn to get so good at connecting and not be so taxed by it? You know, so I can say this as as an introvert, right? As somebody who, if you look at my Myers-Briggs scale, I'm a really strong introvert. I think the most important thing for introverts to get over this up is to realize that there is a goal and a reason for doing uh, uh, networking. It's not that it's a part you play, but in some respects, it is a persona that you can take on as an introvert, right? So that you understand that part of this is necessary for your development as an individual, for your knowledge, and, and, and for your success. I think the second thing you have to do for introverts is, is to recognize that it's going to take energy, right? The, the biggest difference between extroverts and introverts when they network, extroverts are energized by it. Introverts... On the outside, it can look the same, but they're exhausted. I think one of the things when I talk to students is, is you know, I say, well, it's important that you start the conversation. I think I want to recognize that if, when networking goes well, the person that you're networking with, that alum, is probably doing most of the talking and most of the, purve- the purveying of knowledge. I mean, I think that allows the student to relax a little bit, as particularly if they get over that first hump of, how do I begin to introduce myself? And so I tell students, it's not going to feel great the first time. It might not feel great the second time. By the time you get to the fourth or fifth time, it'll just become a part of, of who you are and what you do. It definitely becomes easier with practice. It becomes less anxiety-provoking. So if you were a student and roles were reversed, what do you wish someone told you about networking and maintaining connections and keeping in touch? Uh, I think I wish somebody earlier told me that this is a lifelong process and that, that part of your success as uh, a professional is having a connected network. That's just not for your own personal goals in terms of finding jobs and internships, but it's also for um, you know how you kind of do your job on a daily basis. And those networks that you develop through early on connections, you know, become lifelong contacts that that you can you know, benchmark and gain knowledge and be more effective in in your daily work. Mark's point about networking being a lifelong process is so incredibly helpful. And as a lifelong process, it's extremely useful to practice and understand ourselves. And Marcy Cole can help with that. Marcy is a PhD psychotherapist, author, speaker, wellness educator, and group contributor. She focuses specifically on social connectivity, professional networking, and social service. What's the point of connection, right? Is it to get something or is it to experience something? To experience something, I would hope. So what advice would you give to others who want to meaningfully connect? In order to really meaningful connect with others, we have to start with ourselves. That's just the way it is. 
You know, the um, Greek philosopher Socrates talked about know thyself, and that's the beginning of all wisdom. So how do we get to know ourselves? How do we increase our sense of self-awareness? It's by spending time with ourselves. I really do believe that our most valuable currency is connectivity. You know, relationships are here for us to learn from. So that if you imagine that every single person you come into contact with, whether you're, it's a passing by interaction or somebody close, is a reflective mirror. And they can show us the shadows that we need to look at and they can show us the gifts of humanity. But, you know, ultimately that, that everyone, if we play with this idea, then there's no meaningless interaction, truly. It's that connectivity is the most important currency and that we're all connected as, as, as humans. We have way more in common than we don't, even though it might look or sound differently. And that you can, you can actually utilize to your benefit everything you're learning from all of your relationships along the way. So part of knowing ourselves and understanding ourselves is understanding our emotions and not fearing our negative emotions that we have. But we're all socialized to repress our feelings. Marcy talks about when she was younger, her mom would tell her, Don't be mad. Don't be sad. Don't be... And she'd try to help. But in trying to help, uh, sometimes it's the message is, okay, don't feel that. And then the message is, don't trust, don't listen to that, and don't trust that, and don't move through that, right? We also, in our Western culture, we are, like, allergic to feeling any kind of discomfort. So we run from it, and we distance ourselves from it, and we repress it, and we suppress it. What we resist persists. And so then what happens? It comes out in all sorts of other ways. And we have to understand where the fear comes from and hear and hear it like it's its own voice. And oh, it's just old programming in the background. So what do you do when you walk into a room and you're just feeling fear and you're just anxious to introduce yourself to somebody new? If, if, if we want to, wouldn't it be nice to walk into a room with desire and understand that, um, Maybe you're going to work with the fear if it's still present. But the truth is the fear doesn't really have to be there anymore because it's all about our perception. Our perception dictates so much of our experience. So if we walk in and our ego is taking over and it's about like me, choose me, uh, approve of me, be impressed by me, and then we're at the mercy of that. We're going to walk in and we're going to feel tense and anxious and fearful. But if we walk in and just say, I'm just here, to connect. I'm just here to know who you are. Oh, you're another human on the planet. Oh, this is, I, I'm Katie. I'm, you know, Marcy. I'm, who are you? Then there's truly nothing to lose and nothing to fear and only something to potentially gain if we can stay present. That was so powerful. Wow. I feel like I just had a spiritual journey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweetie. Well, you know what? It is a spiritual journey. It truly is. And, and I'm, at the end of the day, you know, we can be focused on our ambitions and our goals and our aspirations and contributing to humanity in a bigger, you know, but at the end of the day, it's this human connection. It is all about the human connection. So what do you think happens in our psyche when we have a very strong reaction to someone? There's a uh, line in psychology, again, I don't know where this comes from, hysterical is historical. So when we get really reactive to another human, 
it's usually bringing up something within ourselves that we don't want to acknowledge or tolerate. Just like if I really admire something in you, it actually means it's in me too. Or I couldn't see it in you. So if we can understand that we have way more in common that we have um, than we don't have, then we, we can still make discerning decisions about who's in our life and how close we invite them into our, 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 the circle of our heart. But we, at the same time, can have greater compassion, empathy for one, one another. Completely agree. Really, really incredible points. Okay, so we're going to end on my last question that I do on every episode. Do you think, Marcy, that one's ability to network and connect meaningfully is a result of interpersonal skill or self-confidence? I, I think you can't have one without the other. Again, it goes back to you, you have to have a level of confidence to me. It's just, again, our own degree of connectivity with ourselves and our own sense of valuing ourselves and, you know, our perfect imperfections, as they say, right? So um, you, you have to have a level of connectivity, which and acceptance and appreciation for who, who you are, the whole of who you are, in order to develop a sense of confidence to walk into a room and meet whoever, in terms of your networking concept, in order to then connect, again, authentically with another human being. So you can't have one without, without the other, I don't think. I mean, it's, it, they, the two go hand in hand. Every interviewee on this podcast has said the exact same thing. You cannot have one without the other. So far in this podcast mini-series, we've covered a lot. The benefits of weak ties in your job search, the importance of active listening, quality of your network instead of the quantity, the best way to leverage your LinkedIn profile, the necessity of understanding yourself as you connect with others, and so much more. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope this leaves you feeling confident to network naturally through your personal and professional lives. 